Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. In this particular message, I'll be speaking from the theme, It's Just a Matter of Time. Every promise that God has made to us has on it a time limit. That is, there will be a point when God will fulfill that promise. So stay tuned and be blessed as I'll speak from the theme, It's Just a Matter of Time. One of the things that's rather sobering and intriguing, it is the fact that God blesses you and I to see ends. Yeah. God blesses you and I to see ends. What ends? Well, the end of that which you prayed for. The end that you looked toward. Did you know that today was the future of yesterday? Have you ever thought that you and I are blessed to be standing right now in our future? No. I prayed about it, sought God after it, wanted God to manifest himself to me. It's been a long time, but guess what? I'm in that future right now. I'm trying to help somebody. We're in that future right now. That means what we were doing prior to getting here is not necessary now because we are here. That's why God sends new mercies every morning because any morning in your future can be available to you. We're here, not by accident or happenstance, not by coincidence. We're here, every one of us are here because God has ordered this. And I don't know about you, but it feels kind of good to be in my future right now. Are you listening to me? The yesterday prayer has been answered. The door has been opened. The portal way has granted me access into where I longed to be. It was a matter of time. It had to happen. Because all the promises of God toward us is, it's a yay. It's a yes and an amen. That means it's done. Am I right? Now, so you and I have to appreciate that God has brought us to this moment because he wants to release into us that which he has been waiting for you to get here to receive. Because some of us had to come through a whole lot of stuff to get here. 
I'm going to try to make it plain to you. Then I'll get right in there. No, I, a lot of us has come through a lot of stuff that we never thought we could get through to get here. I'll say it over to these people. I'm saying that a lot of us have come through a lot of stuff. You know the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Don't sit up and look cute this morning because you came through something. And if you didn't realize what you came through, there was somebody that was trying his best to make sure that you didn't get through. But somebody ought to praise God right now that I made it through. And I'm in a good place. I'm in my place right now to receive what he wants to impart into my life. Come on, somebody. So then, to get the message over, I have to refer to the context of my text. And the context of my text happens to be uh, God's people, Israel, as they are now in Babylon. They're in Babylon as captives or exiles. They are people who have been, uh, I would have to say, who have discovered themselves in a place that they did not choose. They're in a place, it's not their place, it's not their familiar place, it's not their home, uh, they have been abducted from it. And God's going to say in a few moments time, God's going to say, and I did it. Because a lot of the places where we see ourselves, we think that the devil did it. Don't give him that credit. Because there are places that you have come through, places that you have found yourself in, that it was all about divine design. So then, notice that it's a captivity experience, a place where you have to live through and live out that you did not choose. It's not a pleasant place, but it's the place where God has put you, because some of us needed to be put in our, because the way we were living, come on, I said the way we were living, everybody got on neckties and everybody dressed up nice today, everybody got a little, yeah, but, but we come through some stuff. You got, you, you know, a lot of stuff you came through you don't want folk to know about. But why don't we just admit right now just before I move any further, that God, I recognize you got me out of some stuff. Out of some mess. Out of some behavior. Out of some actions. Out of some attitudes. Out of some spirits. God, you did it. As always, we have three points to this message. One, the captivity. Two, captivation, and three, the capriciousness. Stay tuned, and you'll be further blessed through this message. Say captivity, captivity. because that's what I want to deal with right now, the captivity. 
So now, 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 now if, you, if you look at the captivity, what you're going to find is that God had to fit them to be able to live and exist in captivity. Oh, Jesus. See, some of us can only live when we are free to go where we want, do what we want. You know, no, but when God starts putting you within a certain context that you have to learn how to exist in the midst of, you need a special grace from God to be able to stay in your place. So, 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 so look at this. So I'm talking about the captivity. So note with me. Come on now, I, I, I'm going to bring you to the realization that Jeremiah the prophet had written three letters. And those three letters you will find in chapter 29, verse 4 to 20 in chapter 29. That's one letter. And then if you go from there and you come to chapter, uh, same chapter, but Verses 21 to 23, that's another letter. And then when you get to verse 24 to 32, it's another letter. Three letters in the same one chapter. But the letters are bringing enlightenment and insight and understanding on what not only you are going through, but what God's plan is in the midst of what you're going through. I'm going to tell somebody this morning. I don't care what you thought of when you got up this morning and started your day. But I got news for you. God planned it. Yes. Yes. I said, uh, talk over here. I said, I don't care what you've done to get yourself going today. God planned it. Hmm? And it's the mercy of God that he lets us mess them up. The plans that he has for us, he, he, he grants you the privilege to mess up his plan and still love you. And still say you're my people. You wouldn't be here this morning if he did not have that kind of love to let you get up this morning, put on your stuff, and then strut on out of your house. Oh my God, and then you got the nerve to say, I'll go where I wanna go, I'll do it to my life. No, it's God's mercy. Oh yeah, it's his mercy. So then they have to understand that the letters were important. God will send you a letter that tells you that what you're doing is not right? Or he'll send you a letter and say, this is what I want you to do. It's interesting because God takes responsibility for them being in captivity. God takes responsibility. Notice that the, the, the word says, God said, I cause you to be carried away. Hmm. Look at verse 14, same chapter 29 of Jeremiah. God said, and... I cause you to be carried away into Babylon. Now, if he's a loving God, if he's a merciful God, if he's a God that wants to bless people, 
Why in the world is he going to let me be taken captive in enemy territory? And tell me I'm going to stay there for 70 years. Because God, <laughs> as bad as we are, has a long-term plan for using the bad people. See, ain't nothing better than a bad person realizing how bad they were. I didn't say they are. I said they were. Because when you start thinking of how bad you were, that's why some of y'all need to just get yourself together this morning and give God some kind of glory. Because you, you, you act like you wasn't bad. But you were messed up. You were jacked up. But God. He put you into captivity so you will not be utterly lost. That's why you ought to thank God for cutting your friends and buddies and cronies off. And you find yourself isolated. That's why you ought to give God some praise that you lost the appetite for, for smoking and you lost the appetite for drinking because I got some drinking, smoking, and cussing and every other kind of person sitting up in here this morning in this church. But you know what in the world you used to be. But God, in his mercy, while we were yet sinners, he loved us. And let Christ die for us. Yes, sir. My God. My God. My God. And so, you got to understand, God said, I did it. I'm not telling you to tell the devil you're sorry you blamed him because he's done so many other things that he deserved to just be. Just, just go on. Because at the end of the day, he didn't set this up. God set it up. So stop getting mad at your friends and blaming other people. God set it up so that you can be where you are right now. God set it up because he loves you and has long-term plans for you. You got this? So now they are in a place that they did not choose. So while in captivity, we need to know how to behave. Okay, so I said we need to know how to behave. So when you read in the passage, what God says is this, they are instructed to live life Normally, you're captive, but live life as though you were not captive. In fact, live a free life in captivity. Live a free life in this world. Live this free life. So what I want you to do, I want you to be normal. Say, be normal. Build houses. Dwell in them. Plant gardens. Get married. Give your children in marriage. 
And the reason is so that you will not, watch this now, so that you will not diminish, but increase. Don't look at me as though I'm just a captive. I'm really working on something. That while I'm in captivity, instead of pushing my mouth out and blaming everybody, I'm going to use my time to increase instead of diminish. So Mary, act like you are normal. Act as though you were not even put in captivity. And then he said, and live peaceably. Don't fight nobody. You don't know these Babylonians, these, these folks from, from, these Chaldeans or something else. In fact, they, they came to us one day and they asked us, you know, sing us one of them songs y'all sing. Sing us one of your songs. They said, well, how are we going to sing the Lord's songs in a strange land? Y'all remember that? So they hung their harps on the willows and they sat down by the river and put their mouth out, pushed their mouth out, and they said, I ain't doing nothing. I'm off the choir. I'm off the usher boy. I don't want to be elder no more. I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this. I want the world, and you're gonna tell me God loves me, and you got me over here in this mess. I can be in a mess, but don't have to be a mess. Well, we sincerely trust that you have been blessed, informed, and inspired. Inspired to know that when God makes a promise, you can be assured he will fulfill it. It's just a matter of time. Be encouraged. Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So until next time, we shall come to you with more concepts for living. May God bless you and you. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.